Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to the Jen Lowry Writes Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Chad Stewart back with us. He is the author of Britfield and Lost Crown, and he's got a wealth of knowledge to share with all of my author people out there. And it's just great to catch up. So, hey, Chad, how are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to be on the show again. So if you guys want to go back and look at the original, you can't find us on YouTube because uh, this was before the Jen Lowry Writes podcast moved over to YouTube, but you can find us on all the other platforms where my podcast is available and you can look for my April 3rd episode for 2019. And I was just telling Chad, it feels like ages and ages ago that we talked and with this author life, I know you've had 10 million things happen since April. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So you got to like keep us up to date. Okay, first, guys, here's the book. It's mine. You can't get this one, but you can go online and you can find Chad's. Um, and get this book. I'm telling you, love, love. You uh, Tell me about book two. I got to ask you that first before we start talking about anything else. Yeah. And, and uh, can the audience see me too, or is it just a uh, voice? Oh, okay. Great. We've got both of us going and we're split screen and sharing. Yeah. So here's the manuscript for book two. How cool is that? So uh, that's 540 pages. So it was finished last year and I've just been having a lot of fun uh, going through it and doing a final polish and I'm almost done about two more weeks. And then we actually already have the uh, cover. Sorry, the cover done for book two. Love it. Love that cover. Yeah, we're excited. Same uh, same uh, uh, designer, uh, Stefan Silver of Silver Tunes. The guy's amazing. And so, uh, as you had shown, like the, you know, the, the first cover is just, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. In fact, we just won um, an award. Uh, what is it? The American uh, uh, Children's Fiction Award for Best Cover, first it's, place. It's amazing. And. So, yeah, so how do you top that, right? And then all of a sudden, Stefan just does this amazing. Well, he had something to live up to. He had to say, okay, now I've got to challenge myself as a designer to go to the next level. Yeah. yeah. brand, because it looks like exactly what it would be for book two. Like, it's yeah. like, it works. It works. Yeah, we were excited, so. And so what yeah. do you think about your projected date? Like, when do you see book two? Like, you, do you already have a release date in your mind? Uh, we sort of do. Um, I kind of bring you up to speed, um, and then we can jump to two, or we could we could talk about two. Uh, but I'm thinking fall 2000, 2020. So 
it's going to be a while because um, we spoke uh, in April, early April. That was really our soft launch of Griffield Lost Crown, which was great. So I'm out in San Diego, so it was kind of a um, a local launch, Southern California, just testing the testing the testing the pilot, testing the book, um, doing a lot of uh, sort of local interviews, radio and television, testing our marketing. Uh, we started our um, our our school tour. And so you could call it the spring tour. We did, I did 39 schools, uh, 4,500 students, uh, usually with an assembly of anywhere from uh, 100 to 200 students at a time, if you can imagine. And how fun was that? It was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. We did, we did uh, public, we did private, we did charter. Uh, I was at a group yesterday presenting about Bridgefield uh, in La Jolla, California, and they were asking me, how did you get into private schools? And so um, we did. And, we, and I think half of the schools we did were, uh, were in uh, public. And then, uh, yeah, we did a, uh, we did Reno, which was interesting. We wanted to try to kind of a state and, uh, and kind of a, a, a one week focus. So I did uh, seven schools in three days and that was amazing. And then we actually went to Vegas and did that for a week. Uh-huh. And, um, it's just a minute. It's been amazing. The feedback is amazing um, from the teachers, from the, from the children. You know, if I'm, if I'm in a room of about uh, 150 to 200 students, uh, you know, I start off as an award-winning author. We talk a little bit about Britfield, and then we really talk about creativity and bringing creativity back into the classroom. And so it's, it's a real fun presentation for schools, and we don't charge um, for anything. It's usually about 40 minutes. And it's interactive the whole time. I come off the stage. I'm asking tons of questions. I'm getting them involved. Um, I'm showing different clips, like a movie clip and a commercial. We've got a really neat pitch deck with about 42 slides, Toy Story, all this other cool stuff. And then uh, usually by the time I'm done with, with, with Q&A for about 10 minutes, because then I need to sign the books, I still have about 30 or 40 hands up. That's how engaged the audience is. So we've now, and you'll appreciate this, we've now booked our full uh, tour and we're kicking it off in about two weeks uh, again starting in California and we're going to 16 states and 125 schools so you're gonna be on the move carrying yeah. a lot of books with you <laughs> yeah yeah we'll be shipping them out we've been we've been figuring out the logistics and so we're uh, I'll carry about a week's supply just in case but we'll actually uh, pre-ship them to all the schools and stuff so we're we're already booking up through California, uh, LA, San Francisco, Oregon, Washington. We'll head all the way over to Iowa. I'll be in Iowa right around October, coming back down through Oklahoma, and then back across uh, Arizona. We've got schools booked in November, and then back into San Diego. So it's it's I'm excited because it's going to be so much fun to be on the road, meet a lot of different people. And that's the way to do it, though, because it takes you just outside of the behind the scenes. Behind, I mean, your website is fabulous. You Thank still. You have the best website of any author I have ever like stalked because I look at a bunch of websites. I'm always, you know, following, looking for models, suggesting for people, you know, this is a great website to look at. You have the number one website I have ever seen for authors, but it's you're behind, you know, you're behind all that, but then you're in front, your face is there and you're getting out there. And I think that's what creates the magic and what's going to bring people, you know, to this world of Britfield. Sure. Um, and so I applaud you for all of those efforts. And for me, too, as an educator, I say thank you for going out into the schools. Sure. Sure. And I just I just I want to keep encouraging authors to do that. And we talked about this before in April. Like I've told my podcast people over and over, here's the steps. You know, you write your letter, you send it out to these certain people. You know, you follow up with phone calls. Like, 
what was that magic for you? Because you said that you also received people saying, how did you get into private schools? Like they're asking you the same thing. So what advice would you have for the authors out there watching? Sure, sure. And it's uh, actually it's the public schools that are that are difficult because they can be very bureaucratic. And um, although I was very encouraged when I heard about your North Carolina district uh, bringing the four C's and I've shared yeah. that story with many and that's exciting. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's uh, it's putting together a list of schools first in your area or schools that you can do. I think it's I think it's, it's like anything. It's it's um, it's the impression that you make on the first impression. It's like if you walk in the room and you're in a nice suit and clean hair and you're, you're, you're pleasant versus you walk in the room and you got a T-shirt and flip flops. It's it's the email letter. It's the it's the book. It's the presentation. You want to make sure your email is really nice and clean, very engaging. Uh, not overwhelming, you know, have, have links, you know, so like as we're sending out to these schools and obviously ours is a, is much more polished now because we've got a lot more experience and we've got references. We have, we actually have set up an entire, it's called, um, author visit website. It's part of the Britfield.com website. And so it's just a simple link that a teacher, cause they're like, okay, who's, who's, who's CR Stewart or what's Britfield. And, you know, we have the introduction. We talk about the award-winning book. We talk about the author visit that, that it's, that it's free uh, that we're bringing in creativity and then we actually have some feedback just some nice lines from 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 teachers kind of all over the nation right and and again not big paragraphs just one or two lines and then this the name in the school and, and maybe you could put like you know um christy l you have to put their their full name right. and so they, they've got some reference and that has that that has credibility and then you just got a link that they can click and then all of a sudden they go to to our author uh, visit website. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's a lot like the Britfield website. It has everything that you need on there. It's my bio. It's uh, it's all our media links. Uh, yeah, have you have your media kit uploaded yeah. now. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw the updates on your website. Like you have the shot of you with the students. You know, you can see the backs of the students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've got that up there now. So then when people hit your website, they see that you're there right there in their face. Yeah, they need to see it. The pictures are are are, are gold, you know. And, and obviously, with thirty nine schools, you know, we've got you know I don't know one hundred and fifty great pictures and stuff. So you know, you, you pick five or seven of the best, but they've got to also see it, you know. Um, and and also with social media and Facebook and keeping that updated, especially when we're on the tour, because a teacher might sit there and say, okay, who is he? And then they look at your, your Facebook site and it's like, if they see one or two pictures at school, that's great. They're like, okay, that's great. He's engaged. But if they're going down and it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's at all these different schools. It's again, it's that first impression. And they're like, I, I got to get him. It goes from who is he? And it's like, oh, he's been at one school versus they see multiple pictures, you know, and, and you could get, you could get all that in one week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, well, I'm just starting out. I don't have all that. It's well, fine. You, you work with what you've got and then you keep building it as you go. You're always polishing your, your, your email. I'll tell you one really great advice that I've been doing this week because we're sending out massive emails, as you can imagine. We've got a database of 150,000 teachers nationwide. We've got a um, church leader list of about 60,000 um, church leaders nationwide. We've got a media list of about 40 to 50,000. I mean, I can go down this whole thing and everyone's a different email. And, and then, per, you know, we're emailing um, you know, every other week or once a month. But what you do is you write it the best you can in a Word doc and then start emailing yourself, right? So like with the header and you email yourself the, the letter and then, you, and then you look at it as an email and it just looks very different. And you're like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like how that, that you know, starts or I don't like that sentence. And then, you, and then you tweak it and then you email yourself again. And you're like, okay, and you read down. The whole idea is just, it's a lot like editing. You keep combing down, so so you're reading the email, but you're not reading it from a Word doc. You're reading it as if you got the email, and it does read different, and it looks different, 
and you just keep going down it and you're like, don't like that. And I don't like that bullet point. You tweak it, you email it again and you keep coming through it. And sometimes you might do it 15 or 20 times. And what you've done is you've got a really tight, polished email. Then you're ready to go. Right. And, that is um, such good advice. Like I've never thought of it like that. And then I'll be the one to send an email out and then I'll catch something in that email and I'll go, Oh my gosh, why didn't I see that? Why, when I was looking at my proof and it's probably because like you said, you're more intense when you know it's out there with the email box too. It just looks so different. It's, 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 yeah. I'll be honest, I'll sit here for an hour composing an email like our next media blast or something, which are church leaders. And I'll get it really good and I'll read it on my Word doc and I'm like, this thing's fantastic. And then I'll email myself and it's just like, oh, I, I used the same word twice. Or, yeah. you know, that's just too much language or, you know, it's less is more. You know, you should, yeah. you should, have, you should have a, and again, too, um, the new thing with media right now, especially if you're trying to get interviews, it's, it's um, your, your subject line is the headline. And that's what they're mm -hmm. looking for. The subject line is a headline. So it's not like um, introduction from so-and-so. It's like, who cares? It's like, we're going with the creativity crisis. We're trying that, you know, national creativity crisis or award-winning author, national tour. Okay, mm -hmm. that's interesting. You know, we'll often put, always put Britfield in the, in the um, subject line because no matter what, you're usually getting about a 10 to 15% uh, open rate, which would be really good. But the point is, is everyone's got to look at their email. So it's a branding issue. So we put Britfield, we might put Britfield, you know, national tour or Britfield uh, countering the creativity crisis. So it's like, okay, crisis, creativity, what's that about? And then Britfield, but it's that name Britfield. And so those are just some great tricks, but just remember your subject line is your headline. And then that, that subject line should support the entire email and it should be real tight. Get to the point, two lines, not big fat paragraphs, two or three lines, maybe a couple bullet points, a couple of links. And that's it, you know, leave them wanting more, you know, don't overwhelm them. This is my mistake. I mean, from the past, like last year, it's just like, I'm like, you know, <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're all set. We got all the information we possibly need. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just, I'm just trying to keep it real clean, real tight. I can look down, you know, just, I mean, every word has a reason to be there. Every sentence is tight. I mean, one sentence tells an entire story, right? One sentence yeah. is an entire paragraph and that's, that's what you've got to go for. I love what you said about though, how you've evolved through this. Like you can look and see your progression. You can look and see lessons learned and we just have to keep going and trying and plugging in, trying new ways to figure out what works for us. And you've got it now where you're like the well-oiled machine. You're figuring it out as you go, but you're, you know, but you're constantly reshaping if it needs to be done. So I, yeah. It's always a work in progress. Always. You, you, you'll never finish, but it's, it's, it's great. I mean, you should be, you should be better Friday than you were Monday. And um, I'm looking at emails I sent out last week and I would have done something different, but it's okay. I mean, it's just like, and it's, it's good. It's great to be good and get it out then great and not get it out. You know what I mean? You, you, there's a certain balance between it. You know what I mean? And you want to go for excellence, but I'm just saying we got a great team of about 12 people, but sometimes it's like, guys, let's just, get it out you know it's just like what about yeah. this or what about this and you're like that ah. so here's our uh, here's some of our awards i don't know if you can see that i can see like the oh yeah there we go i see them and i saw that you've got that section up now on your website for people oh, yeah. right when they go in you can see yeah and so talk talk to me about how you're feeling right now with the balance of everything you've got a team you've got the tour you've got the book too that's i'm sure taking up a lot of your attention and your thought process like how are you balancing all of this 
and, and maintaining that focus? Uh, I think I'm totally in the zone, and it's just like you know, you're. I'm. That's the best way to say it. It's just like I'm. I'm on, and it's a lot like uh, if you've got to get up and present in front of an audience, right? Maybe you're going to do something at a school or a stage or something like that. You know how you're in that moment, and so I'm really just in that moment. I'm on top of it. I think organization is going to be your best friend. It's so important to stay organized. It's so important to. Um, follow up immediately, or if, if, if you have an email and you want to capture it, to organize it into your database, to date everything, last time you contacted someone, all that stuff. I got like 80 pages of contacts of all these different areas, everything from media to partners to, to my team to, con to um, consultants. You know what I mean? And it's just always keeping it clean, keeping it organized, and it's because it's like you want to move real fast. You'll get 20, 30 emails and stuff, and to be able to navigate that really quick. I mean, you see some of, some, some people's... Um, email box and they've got like a hundred emails in there and I'm like how do you how do you concentrate or think right and so I've got like yeah I've got exactly I've got like 20 different files and so I, I either answer it um, uh, reply or delete because I don't need it or I or I take it and I you know I organize it and I put it in that file and stuff and then the ones that are just in my inbox are ones that are like critical or I got to get back to um, but maybe not right now. I think uh, you want to make sure that you're always getting back to people within 24 hours regardless of how busy you are. I mean you just want to be the the ultimate professional, you know, if you're going to be taken serious, you know, as an author or, or in any particular profession, you've got to be professional. You've got to be raising that bar. If you don't know, ask questions, find mentors, work with, I mean, do you think I know all this stuff? I don't, you know, but I've got great people that work, that I work with and we don't know it all, but we try stuff and we, we, uh, we all, we constantly have, uh, you know, conference calls and meetings. We just had uh, two back to back, you know, one hour conference calls Friday. We're talking about our Amazon campaign. So I buy people on the, on the phone and we're brainstorming, coming up with things. What you also want to make sure though is, is that you get some kind of conclusion to it and that you also have accountability. So I'm like, okay, that's great. Those are our dates. Who's going to take care of that? Okay, boom, accountability assigned and it's done. You know what I mean? So uh, we're balancing a lot of things here right now, but it's um, it's it's just organization and um, and passion. I mean, I love what I'm doing. It's exciting. So, well, you can clearly see that. You can see <laughs> the excitement behind it. Yeah. And you should be proud of the work, though, because it, I, I am. Yeah. it's just it's a great story. And so your feedback so far from all of the school tours, like what has that feedback been back like for you? just to hear from the kids, not, not even the teachers, but like from the kids, like what does that do for you as far as that, that author feeling to know that the kids are appreciating the work? Uh, it's just, it's usually, it's amazing. In fact, I, I was doing an interview yesterday and that was one of the questions. And I, like, what's, what's one of the things that you enjoy most about the school tour? And I said, I said the questions from the, from the children, you know, because you just, you just get, I mean, you start to get the same questions, but you, you also get these, some, sometimes kids just blow your mind, like 10, 11 years old. And they're like, you're like, whoa, you think you're like a Harvard graduate philosophy class. I mean, they really, Dig yes. deep and they just, I mean, they just hit it and they're just, I mean, kids are so amazing and they're so, they're so intelligent at that age before they, they grow older, you know, and get indoctrinated, you know, into, into the school system. They still have that, that, that creativity and that, that, that wonderment and, and that, and that excitement. And it's, so it's amazing. So it's, it's the questions, um, the feedback from the teachers has been great. I remember I was at doing a book signing and, uh, it was one private school in uh, Rancho Santa Fe and, there was a student in line about 12 years old and he was getting, he was buying a hardcover and he had a real serious look on his face. And I said, you know, so what did, what did you like about the uh, presentation today? And he looked at me really seriously. He said, everything. He goes, 
because you just totally changed my mind about writing and stuff. And I was like, wow. So, you know, you get, you get moments like that. Um, I remember I was at another, uh, 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 Christian's private school up in Ventura and huge mine. I'm usually signing books for about an hour. And there was one that was kind of lingering there because he's a writer. And he's asking us all these questions as I was doing it. It was just, it was great. And I heard that feedback from a teacher, you know, like, cause we, 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 I have a team that follows up and says, how was the presentation? And like, you know, Mr. Stewart was sitting there signing books, but he took the extra time, you know, to talk with the students and, and, and give them good advice and not kind of just brush them off or, okay, you know, move along and stuff. And that's your audience. You know what I mean? Those, that, those are your people. And so you got to, you got to treat them obviously with respect. And I do. Um, that's where you make the impact though. Yeah. Because yeah. we have so many youth that, you'll see their, their face. You'll actually kind of see it in their eyes. It's almost like you can read the writer in them. And they'll, they'll attach themselves to authors because they might not have anybody in their family. They might not have anybody to talk to about their passions about writing. And so as soon as they get an opportunity to meet a writer, it's almost like you, you just feel this just sense of power start to develop with them as if they're also forming their identity because now they're saying it out loud. I'm, I want to be a writer too. It's almost like you can see the face change. You can just, you can hear it. You can just hear that confidence start to build. And I think that is more positive. You know, yeah, it's getting the book out there, but it's also letting students know you have these untapped potentials in you whether you're an author, whatever it is that you're going to do in your life, regardless, whether it's, you know, a creative, you know, talent that they're going to, you know, pursue, they have all of this untapped potential. And when they have adults as mentors, like you're not just an author, you're a mentor. You're going out there saying you can do whatever you set your mind to, you know, you, you have this creative wellspring within you. You just have to tap into that and have that freedom of expression to do so. And so I just find that that's a quality piece that authors might not think that they're making that kind of impact, but they really are. Like, I think that's where the beauty of the impact is, you know, in that long line, you see that one kid come up and you've changed a life or you, you, you take that extra time to talk to the kid. And then that kid will remember that in 10 years from now, when his book is published, he'll say, mm -hmm. I remember the defining moment I had. And then you become a part of that child's story. Sure. You know, sure. you, every child that you meet, you become a part of their story in some way. Because every kid will take away something from these tours. You know, sure. whatever it is, they'll take away one little, like I call them these little nuggets. They'll take away a little, you know, a little golden nugget. And then you become a part of every child's story. And then they can go home and brag and say, I met an author today. Sure. <laughs> and do that too with their family. <laughs> I think the too is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm learning from other authors, you know, and I learn from others. And I, I still have the wonderment, you know, when I'm, I'm going to see somebody and, uh, at, at an author signing. And so I, I and I, I think it's that, that sincerity. It's like, um, there's, there's two quotes that I love. One that reminded me of what you're just saying. It's from Tennyson that says, I'm a part of all that I've met. And I love that. And then uh, my other, the one I live by is by Emerson. It says, in everyone there is something to learn and therein I am the pupil. And I just thought, yeah, that's an amazing philosophy if you can think about it because it's like, 
everyone I meet, if I meet a 12 year old, I'm learning from them. It's not yes. like, hey, I'm, I'm X amount old and older than you. It's not that at all. It's just, I learn from all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to learn. I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking to improve. And children know that they, they detect that sincerity. So it's not just about the book. It's, it's, you know, mm -hmm. like our, our saying is that Riffield's more than a book. It's a movement. Right. It's a movement in education. It's a movement in creativity. We've got uh, two more of our tours uh, that we're going to start to set up. We've got uh, spring 2020. So we'll hit the South all the way down to Louisiana and all the way up to Michigan. And then uh, fall 2020, we'll start in Florida and end up in May or Maine. And uh, so we'll be hitting about 40 states in the next 16 months. And so that's, that's exciting. And, and another thing that we've done, it's on the website. It's called the BCCE. You'll appreciate that. It's the Britfield Classroom Creativity Experience. And so we're already piloting that right now. We're expecting to probably do anywhere from 50 to 100 schools this year. Might even be something that you would consider. But it's a way that, that children can experience, um, you know, the launch of the, of the Britfield to be involved in it where, uh, you know, we'll provide them with uh, free stickers, free, you know, um, bookmarkers, signed books at a discount, you know, from the author, a poster to go with a t-shirt, free study guide, 83-page uh, study guide, which obviously is finished now. We're, we're giving to all the teachers and schools for free. The creativity kit and a Zoom call, like we're doing now with, with, with me, the author, to a classroom for, for 30 or 45 minutes. And so, it's because it's like, how do you, you know, I'll do like 150 schools in fall, maybe, but I, there's thousands of schools. And so how can I get to more, or it's that small little school in Iowa that we'll never get to, or whatever it is. Yep. But it's a really cool way that a teacher, I mean, like, like I would do it if I was a teacher. It's like, it costs you nothing. I mean, it's like, you know, the kids, are, if they want to buy the book, they buy the book. We kind of have a 20 book minimum. But it's a great way, and we sent out this beautiful package, and it's got all the stuff in it, and, and then they can kind of experience it, and they can read it and talk about it, and she can actually teach it in her class. And then all of a sudden, you know, boom, there I am at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock or whenever, you know, it works out that I come in, and just like now, here I am. I could be anywhere in the world, and it's like, ask me questions, or I'll tell you what it's like about writing, or, you know, what are you guys thinking? And so that's kind of fun, and we're, we're looking forward to, to really pushing that out in the fall, too, so. So in April, when we talked, the educator's guide, you were still working on that. Done. Yeah. Done. So there's another progress update that you can check out. When did you publish that? Uh, about six to eight weeks ago. Yeah. And so so you, you didn't put it up, though. You didn't put it up to sale. You use, you're using it as a handbook for the visits. Yeah, it's got a it's got a um, uh, ISBN number on it. It's a it's a retail value of uh, twenty nine ninety five, which is standard. It's eighty three pages. It's based on national standards. It's been reviewed by teachers. So and it's chapter by chapter because Britfield's designed to be taught, you know, at, in the classroom. It's designed to be taught over a semester for a couple months. And a teacher can jump around. I mean, there's more than enough material and questions. Everything's done for them. But for the teachers, we're just offering it for free. And so. Uh, you know, we usually will send it out as a PDF link, um, or it's actually free on our, our uh, BritfieldInstitute.org, which is our nonprofit. It's under resources, and it's right there, and you can, you can download it for free. So it's a great, it's, it makes it easy for them. It's a great way to do it. I mean, whether we actually um, produce books or booklets, I, you know, I, I think it's just easier to send it out as a PDF. They can print right. it as they go, that type of thing. So that's done, and we're excited. That was a huge undertaking. And um, I think we've already had about 25 to 30% of all the schools I went to have already adapted the uh, study guide into the, into the curriculum. And we've actually started to sell books in bulk. 
uh, I just, 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 just yesterday, I, was it yesterday or Thursday? I just sold, um, you know, 25 books to another school at a discount. And so she's bringing it into her classroom to teach Britfield. So that's kind of, for us, that's the big, that's, that's the, the big win. Yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the next step. Yeah. Exactly. So to actually, you know, bring it in and Britfield becomes one of the classics that's taught, you know, every semester and, uh, and it's in the library, you know, and, we always leave like two or three hardcover for the for the schools and the library and stuff like that. Too. And so you're doing those as the donations to the library. Correct. Yeah. 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 We have a big heart for for schools. We have a big big heart for libraries. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they love the hardback cover more. Like libraries appreciate the hardcover. <laughs> yeah. And we're yeah. working on the uh, accelerated reader program right now. So we're hoping by maybe October. Um, we'll be into the accelerated reader program, which is which is quite big, I think, with the, the students. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, I used to push accelerated reader. A lot of people they have the pros and cons about it because of the, you know, the always having to tie the test and the kids feeling like they're in the race and instead of the enjoyment of reading. But mm -hmm. I've always, I've always loved accelerated reader. I used to use it in my classroom as incentives and, and tie it with the book it program from Pizza Hut. So if they read so many, oh, nice. they could get free pizzas. And then Pizza Hut would work with me and let me pick it up for all of my kids. And so oh, each kid, they didn't have to, to worry about if their family didn't have the transportation. So then we, we got Pizza and books, you can't beat that. I mean, that's like a kid's dream in my classroom anyway. Um, okay, so going back to book one, sure. there is, when you have it out and you're looking through it and you're reading through it, do you pull excerpts when you're at the book tours? Do you like do readings? Like that's something that people ask me all the time like what part are you going to read from your book like what are you what are your plans and when you're going on the tours and things like that so what have you done as far as like excerpts and pieces i don't actually i've never done a reading yet from the book which is interesting it's uh it's kind of different because it's uh it's, it's 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 an event and it's a presentation and it's it's high energy and it's like we've got these big banners that come up and there's usually a big screen and uh, we've got the speakers all set up, and we, we kick everything off with our trailer, which gets the kids really dialed in. I mean, it looks like a movie trailer. It's really yeah. exciting. And, it's an awesome trailer. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's explosive, you know what I mean? And, and that's why it should be high energy and stuff. So I, I don't do the readings, and it's funny you ask, because I haven't even done one yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how I would talk about that. I don't, if I were to read a section, I, I don't know which section I would read. I know. That's, I'm kind of asking for personal reasons because I'm trying to figure out I was asked to do a reading next month and I'm like maybe I'll just start with like page one <laughs> and I'll just kind of say page one and I'll read that and then talk about why that's like very personal to me because it's like a view from my front porch growing up just then put a fictional setting kind of thing so like but people have been asking me too like how are you going to maintain the events and what are your what's your schedule do you have like a set oh we do roll out because you i heard you say your slide decks so you've got your slide presentation you've got all of that already ready to go which i think is fabulous because kids love visuals they love images yes yeah, so it's twofold. One is our, our entire schedule is on, um, actually, I think it's on the Britfield.com, or maybe it's the author visit. It says schedule. So it's, it's dates, it's, it's states, it's one week in, in you know, Oregon, one week in, in Washington. So it's a very tight schedule all the way through. 
Um, and then the, and then the pitch deck, it's again, that, that was always a work in progress. I mean, the pitch deck that I started with, with our first uh, school in San Diego and the one I ended with is very different because um, you're always improving it. Right. And you kind of know when you're in mid presentation, you're like, you know what? You're like thinking in the back of your mind, like I'll get rid of that slide or too much, too much information or, you know, so it's, um, but what's great about it is, is, is our presentations hit children on every level. So it's impossible in, in my opinion, except you always have the one or two out for not, for, for to not engage a child because I'll get up there. Number one, um, everything I talk about is, is, is very, is grounded in honesty. And I say that in the sense that I talk about, you know, it took me 10 years from having an idea and a concept to being here right now before you, that's how long it took. It took me, you know, 10 years. And so we kind of live in this flashover substance society. We live in all this kind of, you know, quick, 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 me, 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 give it, I want it now. I want to be a movie star tomorrow and stuff. And, yeah. and so I ground, I, I, I share stories with them. Um, a little bit of a by story of, of how this thing progressed. Um, sometimes we'll talk about, I'll talk about Pixar and how that started out as an idea and it was rejected and, and everyone thought it was stupid. You know, that this company, this quote unquote technology company that wanted to make digital movies impossible, it'll never happen. And how it languished for over 10 years until they got their first movie, which was what? Toy Story, knocked it out of the park. George Lucas, when he came out with his film and he was writing Star Wars, they thought it was stupid. Nobody was interested in it. They didn't get it, you know? And here we are 45 years later. So I, so I have some great stories, but I anchored those stories too in things that they can relate to. Right. Um, so it's honest a sense of journey and a lot of people like the stories and then obviously I've got the pictures and the images like I'll show creativity and I'll show great creative ideas and some like ad campaigns that people have done you know for different products and stuff and it's just one image and it's like they're laughing or it's funny or it's like wow you know it's like it's just it's something as simple as like um, a park bench that was turned into a Kit Kat you know what I mean and it's it's just clever it's it's great, right. it's great marketing it's great advertising and and um, and so you have the images, which is important. We have the we have the trailer, the commercials, uh, which you have the music. And so I'm really, and then I'm coming off the stage and I'm asking questions and I'm engaged with them. So we're really hitting a child because some some are very meticulous. There's there's statistics. Um, some learn learn through through storytelling or audio. So we have that. Some are very visual. Some are sound. And so I try to do a presentation that really incorporates all of that. And it's fun and it moves fast and. As they say in theater, you know, always leave the audience wanting more. So it's like, you know, I'd, I'd rather, instead of overloading them, you give them a great taste of everything and then go to Q&A and, uh, and, then, and then go to the book signing. So. And then they have your website access and then you leave right. them with all of that information that they can explore more. Absolutely. So like when they're reading the book, they can go to the website and see how you have, you know, all of the parts of the book in order, you know, and then follow through with that. So they're still having that whole Brickfield experience. They're having that whole movement when you're not there because you've right. set it up. Like you've set everything up in motion. So like you've got it all in motion. So that way when you do pitch it, it's still evolving and rolling and growing and growing. But you've got everything pretty much there that you need to continue to capture the interest of the audience. Correct. So, so tell me, like, with your audience, when you are pitching, are you looking for middle schools? Have you specifically did upper elementary? Like, where have you found your kind of gym spots? Sure, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's really, if I, were to, if I were to target it perfectly, I would say it's 10 to 12-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, up to 13. But as you would know as a teacher, there's a huge shift. It's a decade shift from 12 to 13. 
right? It's like a decade. Um, very different. So it's kind of a combination of uh, upper elementary and early middle school. So sometimes it'll be a middle school and they might have seventh or eighth graders. Um, I find that under 10 uh, or 10, 10, 10's okay, but under 10, 10 to nine, too young. Um, love them, great audience and stuff, but just they, it's a little bit too much for them and stuff. So I've just, I've noticed that, you know, that, that those, those years are so, are so key. So that kind of 10 to 10 to 12 year old is the perfect audience. The 11 is, is wonderful. Kids like to read up. And, uh, but we, you know, we also have another campaign that we'll be starting probably next year and, and it'll be a college campaign because uh, it's very interesting because, you know, 55% of the young adult audience are adults. So, you know, you, you have one out of two pe people that are reading this book uh, that are adults and adults love it. And um, our youngest reader was an advanced seven-year-old our oldest reader now, which I found out this week, was 93 years old. Loved it. Uh, yeah. Uh, up, up until then, it was a 87-year-old retired doctor who took it to Palm Springs and read it in five hours and loved it. So, so it really crosses all those demographics. I think it's a great book for parents. I think it's a great book for moms. Uh, set aside from children. Homeschool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, homeschool. It's a it's a fit for homeschool. I mean, it, for me, it's a it's a no-brainer for homeschool because you, what you got with Griffin and Lost Crown is you've got a fast-paced adventure novel that we've had 12-year-olds that have read 400 pages in five hours. So they, they love the book. It's also based on family values, you know, friendship, courage, character, integrity. It's based in current time. It's based in reality. So it's not this, this mystical fantasy that's out there. And it's also educational. You know, it's got accurate. And you have the guide for the homeschool family. There. And we, and we offer it for free. Yes. Uh, and so that's something that I think would really appeal to homeschool families because they're always looking for resources. They're always looking for the next good book. Sure. That, that's a great read and like pitching to that homeschool side with that educational resource guide. That's like it. That's an end right there. That's a good one that that uh, mamas would love oh, so great. from the homeschool side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see. I mean, you're looking at about a 2.5 million um, uh, wide audience homeschool market, and uh, that's our beachhead. I mean, it's because it's such a fit. It's so perfect because they, yeah. they. And again, from the education, can you imagine if I'm if I, you're a mom and I'm pitching to you and I said, well, well, number one, it's a, a fast-paced adventure novel that your son or daughter will will love to read. We've got a 9.03 out of a scale to one to 10. We've had parents that have come to me and, that are, and they say, my, you know, my son's not a reader. My daughter's not a reader. And I'm like, well, just give him Britfield. And then like within 24 hours, I'll get a, I'll get a, a text with a photo and they're already in page hundred on the couch, just glued. And they're like, I don't know what you did. So you got this, this wonderful, and it's designed that way. You know what I mean? It's like, it took me four years and 2,500 hours to write. So there's a reason why it works so well. We also pilot it. If you remember, in the third draft, I went out to schools with draft yes. number three, hundreds yes. of students. I got their feedback. I, I, they told me what didn't work or what was confusing. And then you have a book that's just based on family values. So there's not these agendas that are in there that are in so much of this other literature. And then it's educational. So, so you're saying my son will read your book and learn about history, geography, architecture, art, culture. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all there. And then you have the, then you have the interactive website, right? With 400 yeah. pictures of Britain, interactive maps, and over 100 pages more of information. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a fit. I mean, could you imagine also as a homeschool mom and, and then, you know, reading the book 
you know, with the kids and then being able to have the study guide and then using the website and said, okay, so let's see where, where Yorkshire, England is. And then boom, you go on the website and there's the map and you can zoom in or zoom out of it and say, okay, well, where's Yorkshire and where's London? Okay, let's, let's zoom out. And then like, where, well, where's England in the grand scheme of things? And you zoom out and you're like, well, look, there's Ireland and there's Europe. And so you have that interaction and then you can actually go through all the different pictures and like you see the Yorkshire Moors and you see all the different locations, Oxford and High Street and Windsor Castle and all of it, yeah. That's all, all in here. That's all in here, and yeah. and parents that say you know they they like to monitor their kids on what websites they're on or anything like that. Uh, they can just go to your website. They don't have to be doing like basic Google searches and falling into anything. They can fall right into your website and get everything they need to accompany the study of this book or just to enhance the experience of the book right there in your website. One step removed from a movie is the way we look at it. And when I designed the website, I wanted it to be, you know, very, very thorough in the sense that because you go to most most websites and it's, it blows my mind too. These are like best-selling, award-winning author websites, and you're on it, and it's like you're done in ten minutes. There's really, you know, a blog post, a couple updates, nothing. And I wanted it to be like the world of Britfield. I wanted kids to be on, they could be on the, my website for hours. There's so much to see and read and, and do and investigate. Um, and then we're, we've got the Explorers Club, which we're going to launch in the fall. I saw that coming soon. I yeah. saw that on your website. So there you go, something else. And that's, that's what I love about next steps, always thinking ahead. How can you take something to the next level? That's yeah. like, for, like for a couple of my books, I've already come up with this next steps to take what I have for middle grades and turn it into the same concept, the same characters, keep everything, but turn it into easy to read chapter books. Mm. So that way, that elementary side, those reluctant readers in that elementary side, they can get the version, you know, a 10 chapter quick read that still has, you know, all of my historical fiction in it. It can be there, but it's on this level so then when they get to middle school, they can reinvest their time again and find me in a new way. But it's, you know, then it's the full novel. So that's my next steps. That way I'm able to hit like the, the beginner chapter book type series. But I'm going to keep my same characters. I'm just going to turn it into a beginner series for that population. Because you're exactly right. That's something that I also think all authors need to be able to talk through is knowing your target audience like you have to know your audience and you clearly know the parameters of your audience because you've been out talking to so many kids and working through that thousands <laughs> and so i'll tell you guys if you have not listened to the april 3rd podcast we talked a lot about that on that podcast of how you did a lot of your beta reading and it wasn't just with beta reading with teachers or adults like you had beta reader sessions i loved how he framed all of that and that's some great great advice for all of my author friends out there so y'all need to go back and listen to that podcast too so you're gonna actually have to get two hours of us <laughs> instead of just one so you can catch up so you can listen to them both but just always seeing you know about you there's always that next step I'm going to be doing this next and this is how I'm going to build and the Explorers Club is coming up next and you're talking 2020 yeah. you're, oh, you're yeah. talking 2020 and then you'll have your new release out in 2020 
And so then it'll start all over again, promoting right. that and pulling in, you know, one and two together and, and selling both of those and moving those forward. And so yeah, and think about, think about 150, by the end of the year, think of 150 schools that we've been to and we haven't really had any complaints. And so uh, they, they all want us back. And so think when book two comes, it's yeah. like it's a no brainer. They're like, yes, when, when can you come? You know what I mean? So it's like you've, it's not just going to the schools, but it's building those relationships, okay. keeping them engaged. And then, I mean, book two, book three, book four, I mean, the whole way. And there's no reason not to do it that way. And, and you're right. You've got to have that sense of vision. You, have that, you need that sense of longevity. There's, there's also the Britfield Academy, which was up there. And we actually um, just took it down because I, I, I don't have the bandwidth yet. But, I mean, I've got, I've got about another 100 pages of information. And we wanted the Britfield Academy. It's all about Britain and stuff, like top top ten authors, top ten uh, musicians, top or, or classical music, top ten this, top ten that. It's like you know, it's like all this wonderful stuff that kids could actually expand if they wanted to. And so we'll probably we'll probably do Britfield Academy next next year and stuff. And then the whole website that you see now. I mean, think for France, book two. We'll have a whole separate Britfield website on that, but the right. same model. You know, the pictures and the locations and everything else and stuff. So. Um, it's exciting, and then there's, you know we're we're in talks for the movie in about two two and a half years if, if, if all goes well. And those are the two questions I get: when's book two coming, and will there be a movie? So, yeah. Um, and then we're thinking about we're, we're thinking about our, our global because I mean really, you know the United States for us is just our is our and it's a different way of, of framing things. But the United States for us is our pilot program. It's just the United States. I mean, I, and I love it, but it's just one country. Right. And we're already thinking about you know Europe. Um, we're thinking, we're thinking of, for Asia, we're thinking of doing something in New Zealand for like three or four weeks and then jumping over to Australia and then moving, moving through that whole region and stuff. So, you know, we're already, we're already thinking about things like that. We're thinking about Europe. Well, um, you're talking to my podcast people now because I have 15% of my podcast viewers are uh, international. So you keep on. Uh, yeah. Chad's uh, coming, guys. Y'all just have to keep your coming. eyes out. Coming. <laughs> the we're, we're on Amazon now. We, we actually, uh, just in the last week or so, just so people know, we're, we have our hardcover, softcover, ebook, and our audio. Yeah, I wrote that down to say. Yeah. <laughs> our, our audio is, um, was done by a, an award-nominated British voice talent, Ian Russell, and he does all the characters and stuff. It's amazing. I think it's about 12, 12 or 14 hours. Uh, and he does the whole book. And so we have, there's a lot of audio listeners out there, people that love the audio yeah. books and stuff. And it's, it's amazing. He did an amazing job. Um, we're now competing for some some awards, and I'm sure we're going to pick up quite a few awards just on the audio side of it. It was kind of funny though because some of the awards um, they need the audio, and 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 they and they actually want the CDs, and it, you're like you know like you know like CDs, and and so we had a we had to pay a fortune to get like a hundred CDs, you know, booklets, so we could enter the contest because it's like you're not going to get ten. And I think, it was, I think it was almost like a thousand dollars, you know. Oh and maybe, gosh! For ten real? Years ago, yeah, ten years ago you could probably got it for two hundred dollars. But it's like who's doing CDs? But it's kind of funny. But um, so we, so now I have a, a box full of these <laughs> CDs. But, yeah. And then you can uh, later on when you get them back, maybe you can like donate them. To yeah. The, yeah. To the. They're kind of cool. They're, they'd be fun for like special gifts or presents or things like that for people that you know you know, still have CDs. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying to think. We don't even own one. Yeah. Like, my computer doesn't even have the, the, you know, the pop out for the disc anymore. Isn't it so. funny? I know it's funny. It's like, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, one second. I'll just I'll just show you real quick. Okay. The guys, while Chad is stepping away, if you haven't realized it by now, one of the reasons why Jen Lowry writes brings on all these fabulous authors is because we can learn so much from everybody in our writing community. We just have to be open to asking questions, building relationships with other authors. I wanted to talk with you about that too before we close out because we're about sure. at our hour, but show them everything. Yeah, so here's our, here's our CD, but it's really cool. You can see the discs with the brick field on it. Fancy. Look at that fancy. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, there's eight discs. So, so I, I wanted to ask you this because you were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, and then we kind of we went a different direction. But I know you have your team around you. Yes. And that's like just a valuable piece of all of the, the, the puzzle that you've created for Britfield. But tell me about like writing community. Like, do you have other authors that like I have my people, you know, we're always, you know, texting back and forth to have all my little tight author friends that I've met through the podcast, through social media, uh, writers groups on Facebook that I'm really active in. Like, so that writing community is really important for me. Like, how has, how have you built your writing community? That's a great question. And it's funny because I, I haven't. Um, I started as a script writer. And so I've been, I've been writing quite a few movie scripts. And, and I, I love doing it because from a structure standpoint and understanding how to write story, there's nothing better as a grounding. Um, and at that time, I was involved in, in a couple really great script groups. So, you know, you'd have like eight or 10 and they're all professional writers. And every week you'd come in mm -hmm. and uh, take somebody's script that week. And then when they, you know, you come back, they go around and you critique it, you know, positives and negatives, what you like, what, what you didn't like. So phenomenal, you know, phenomenal. I don't have that for, for myself, which is kind of interesting. And um, I think it's just the way that I am. I, I, uh, I, I. You know, I, I, I write, I, I structure the story, I write the story, I edit like crazy, it's 10% writing, 90% uh, uh, rewriting. Then, and then, I, and then I think my audience is, is the, are, the, are the, uh, the children, the students. I, I've already piloted book two, you know, I, I did that two years ago. So I took it out with manuscripts to four or five different schools, 100 students, got the feedback. Um, you know, they filled out the two and a half page survey. Wow. I the surveys. I went in. I met with them for like an hour. In one in one group, it was uh, it was like four or five girls. You know, about twelve or thirteen. And, and I was I was at, at uh, kind of this like home study group or whatever it was. And uh, I was there for like two hours. And I'm just sitting here taking notes, taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. So so they've kind of have been my feedback and my audience because they know what they like. And it's there's something different with it too because there's a frankness to it uh, with children. And an honesty, right? And it's not couched, and um, uh, and not that they're harsh. It's just it's it's like that didn't really make sense to me. Or I remember in book two, and I'll just give you kind of a glimpse of it. But um, Tom and Sarah are in Paris, and, and they get an ex they're off. They're they're kind of in these shabby clothes, and the person that they're with again, I don't want to give anything away. Says, uh, you, you know, you guys you guys could use a new set of clothing. You want me to take you shopping? And then Sarah goes, I'm a girl. What do you think? And the girls hated that comment. And they're like, we, we didn't like that. You know what I mean? And like, so I took it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, it's just, I thought like, well, what girl doesn't want to go shopping? But they really were offended yeah. by that. So I'm not a shopper either. I'm not, I'm not a shopper either. It wouldn't offend me, but it just wouldn't connect to me. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. It's stuff like that. So, but I, I don't have my circle of writers and, um, and, uh, but you and have a circle, you have a team 
where you can bounce off, where you can say, I heard you say you do the conference calls and y'all are talking about, okay, this is the Amazon marketing plan and here's this, this, and this. And I think that's what, like what I have built within my people, it's, oh, look at this or how, what are you doing today? Or how are, you know, we're keeping each other accountable. And you use that word early accountability. Oh, huge, yeah. Yeah. And so how much of that for you uh, are goal setting for you every day? Oh, huge. I'm a huge yeah. goal setter. Um, and you have to. Um, yeah. I, have a, I, have a, I have a strategic outline um, that I put together week by week, month by month for the next year. And I'm, I spend usually almost every morning for about an hour reviewing, seeing where we're at, seeing how things are lining up, um, having objectives, goals. In fact, what I did six months ago was put together, but I think about a four or five page uh, paper on all our different areas and my goals. I mean, I can tell you how many books that will sell within a year um, this year. You know, uh, when I say this year, I mean within a 12 month, you know, starting Because you're looking point. at your projected sales and you're looking, yeah, yeah. But it's gotta, it's gotta be based in reality. Someone goes, oh, I'm gonna sell a million books this year. How? You know what I mean? Like, I mean like, so how are you gonna do that? And, and, and so you gotta really iron it down. I think we'll do about 130,000 books within 12 months. Within our first year, we'll do a million the following, and then we'll do 10 million the third year. That's those are some of our goals, and we'll build on that. But um, but it's everything from how many radio interviews that I want to do to um, how many books we'll sell at schools, and and how many I, I can tell you how many books we'll do in this entire book tour based on averages and stuff. So um, you know, and again, too, you tweak it. So if you're not doing yeah. it or I'm not getting it, then it's just like, well, what do we need to change with that? Or that's not a good model. It's not going to work. And you toss the model. You know what I mean? So marketing is very interesting, as you can imagine. And, um, and that's just, for us, it's fluid. It's, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, it's some things that you think you'll knock it out of the park and you don't. And some things that you don't think will happen, they do. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I will give some great advice for those because it's like, um, you know, try not to spend for your marketing, number one. Um, be very careful about hiring, you know, a PR company because most of them don't know the first thing about PR. Um, and they will just waste your money. And and most marketing companies are like that. They'll waste your money. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, five thousand, ten thousand dollars for this and that. And we'll we'll send out three hundred or four hundred or a thousand. Doesn't mean anything, you know. Because you can do that work yourself, though. You can. You can. And 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 there and, and it's got to be based on results, you know. So really, our our new marketing model is is partnering. And so what we're looking to do is we're we're looking to partner with organizations, usually national organizations where it's a win-win they share, they, they share our values and it's like, Hey, do you guys want to be a part of, you know, a, a best-selling adventure series that, that aligns with your credibility? It's more than a book. It's a movement, our educational base, everything that we're doing. Would you guys like to align with us? And in, in exchange, maybe you could, you know, give us a shout out on your newsletter and social media, mm -hmm. stuff like that, that. And it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, that, exactly. That's just making, it costs time. I will yeah. say you do invest the time, you do invest the energy. However, the rewards are great. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to put any of that, you know, that heavy, like you said, $5,000 PR money. But there's something that I have to applaud the work ethic of starting from here, knowing you have all these goals and then how much of that can you do on your own not that you don't seek help and not that you don't have your connections and you do that but there is a there is a sense of pride and accomplishment too that comes with doing your own things that you can do and working them at your own pace 
like you said, you know, start here. You might not get it all, but you get a base. You start and you keep going. So I applaud the, the work ethic, the goal setting, the review, and then that constant retweaking or revamping. And just the no fear mentality. It's like, just, just go for it. Absolutely. Just yeah, go it's Because right now we're, we're, re we, we're redefining the publishing model. And it's exciting. And we're also finding that, uh, unbeknownst to ourselves, we're redefining the media model. Because it's like, I, I'll be honest, 90% of the people in marketing and media and PR, they, don't, they really don't know anything about it. You know, it's just, it's flashover substance. It's broken promises. They don't deliver results. Um, I think most of the companies out there, especially the faith-based side, way, way, way over value. Like what, you know, we get, you know, 100,000 impressions a month on our website. And we've got, you know, 1 million uh, likes on our, on our Facebook. And it's like, they don't really articulate too much. And they'll value it at like, here's our package for, you know, 1,500 and 2,500 and 3,000 for this email blast and stuff like that. And it's like, what's our ROI? What's the return on investment? You know, can you promise that we'll at least break even? You know, and so, you know, we're doing some really good deals right now. I mean, we do have to pay in certain areas because we're really trying to blast it. But I, I just got a, a quote yesterday from um, one of the largest faith-based advertisers in the world. And they gave us an incredible deal, uh, which is a three-to-one ratio. So it's like $18,000 value for about four grand. And what we're doing with them, this is another thing that is you don't, you don't contract with anybody. You give them a six-week pilot program. And let them roll up their sleeves, prove their meat, give them $1,500 maybe with a $5,000 value, you know what I mean, uh, if you are going to pay for it. And let them pilot it. Pilot it. Let them prove what they're going to do. Don't sign someone for three months. Don't sign them for six months. Let's see what they can do in three weeks. Let's see what they can right. do within the first week. You but know? let's see if they have that target audience that you're actually looking to funnel to. Yeah. 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 So don't get dazzled with numbers because most of those numbers don't mean anything. I mean... I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm working with some of the best in the industry, people that have seen it all. Um, there's one gentleman that's on our, on our strategic team, and uh, you know, he was talking about one uh, faith-based uh, site that he'd, he'd helped them grow their social media impact. I think they started with about 200,000 likes on their, on, their, on their Facebook, and they have something like 43 million now likes. Can you imagine? Or 43 million within that audience. Huge. But yeah. he's like, he's like, if they were to do five or six posts for you, you, you might sell 50 or hundred books and it would cost you. you know what I mean, it's that kind of thing where it's like, he kind of, he's kind of like, he's changed my paradigm because I'm like, my gosh, you know, like, yes. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it doesn't articulate that way. Right. Um, what you think to it's like, you know, or like an email list of a hundred thousand. You're lucky if you get 1% from it, you know, the open rate would probably be a two to 3%. Some, our open rates are about 15 to 20%, which are good. But that doesn't mean anything. It means they opened up the email. We've, right. got, a, we've got a huge click-through rate of about 80, 80%, which is huge. But what's the buy rate, right? Mm -hmm. so I spend, let's say, $3,000 to send out an email to 100,000 people. Uh, how many books will I sell? You know, 50? And I just, I just lost 2,000. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just like it's just do your research and don't be dazzled with numbers. Mm -hmm. Ask for accountability. Uh, that's the new model. The new model is, is ROI. The new model is, is, you know, prove what you've got now. And then, I mean, cause the thing is I want to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I just spent, you know, let's say $2,500 for this six week pilot program. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. 
um, let's, let's do three months. You know what I mean? Let's, let's increase it. You know what I mean? And the more successful I am as your client, the more successful you You'll will be, be because yeah. I get money back. I'll, I'll invest it in you guys cause you're killing it. Right. And, uh, we haven't seen that yet, quite frankly. Uh, we've got our own models. We've got our own marketing company. We've got our own marketing team. It doesn't mean that we don't partner with others, but I've yet seen it. I've yet been dazzled. Right. Uh, I'm looking for that. I want to wake up and say, my gosh, I couldn't imagine. Uh, we've had a couple that we've tried, and, and I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I don't even know you exist. I mean, what are you guys doing? Uh, and you should be able to see that within the first day, if not the first week. You know, It's like they say, they say in business, if you fail, fail fast. You know, I don't need three months to say, you know what, this marketing campaign's not working. You should know within the first day, you know, uh, if not at least the first week. So. All right. So, guys, if you have any further questions, Chad, let everybody know how they can find you. Um, so we're closing out the podcast now. And uh, let us know, Chad. But first, get the book. Uh-huh. I've got my copy. You can be jealous all you want for just a second and go to his website and get your own. But go ahead, Chad. Yeah, so check us out at, at uh, Britfield.com. So it's B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com. You'll love the website. Check it out. You can actually buy books there. Uh, and we're available on Amazon right now, which is which is great. So we've got our ebook, our, our audio book, our soft cover and hardcover, which is interesting. Normally they, they release the hardcover first, but we're releasing it all. So, you know, whichever type you like. And then we're, um, we'll be reaching out to retail in the fall. Uh, Barnes and Noble, all the big retail outlets, and then uh, we've got an independent bookstore campaign that we're starting next week, actually. So, because awesome. we love that, we love the little independent bookstores. Yes. We want to support them. So, I yeah. love them so much. I love them. Yeah. Um, and so, Chad, I want to say I'll be continuing to pray for you, and I just I am so impressed with all of the work that you've done to push creativity back into the classroom and just to give students a wonderful experience in reading. So just so thank you from this teacher, author, all the things that I do from all the different hats. I just want to say thank you so much for all that you're doing and for your team. And, um, and we'll be praying for you here at Jen Lowry Writes. And guys, go check it out. I'll put all of the links in the description. So thanks again, Chad, for joining us today. Yeah, we'll be coming through uh, North Carolina in March. So we'll Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. I'll see you guys later. All right. Thanks, Chad. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional, 30-day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. And if you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect away right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading! So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.